the Paranet Podcast, a Dresden Files book club. Hello there, our Harrys and Murphys. This is the Paranet Podcast with Patrick Lunn and... Rob Davis. Yes. First time. (laughs) Lovely viewers at home will not know this, but the amount of times we start this and I say the Dresden Files podcast is becoming ridiculous. Very. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, today we have uh, a great show for you guys. Uh, We're going to be going through a bit of power networking, talking about Jim Butcher's AMA at the last weekend, uh, talking a little bit about some fan community bits and bobs that I've been looking at on YouTube just to kind of tie this over before we get into the, the battleground stuff coming up. Uh, and then we're going to be diving into Full Moon. I think this is our penultimate Full Moon uh, uh, book club. Um, uh, and uh, we have four brilliant chapters uh, to go through. That is chapters 28 to 31. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much us today. So uh, power networking, I'm going to pass over to Rob uh, first for... A bit about Jim Butcher's AMA on Reddit. Yeah, so as as we mentioned last week, Jim Butcher had a Reddit AMA on Saturday. I can't remember the date, 21st, 22nd. Does it matter? <laughs> what is time anymore <laughs> in 2020? Yeah. But, um, I mean, he answered our question, which I wasn't expecting. So that was a plus. That was an extremely cool moment when you were like, you messaged me saying like, I've put a I've put a question into the into Reddit about full moon. Um, don't think we'll get a reply, but who knows? Uh, and then like twenty minutes later, I just suddenly get, oh my god, Pat, he replied. Yeah, like, yeah, because I, I, I forgot about the AMA completely until about maybe forty minutes before it started. So. Mm. I went into it and I was like, shit, what the fuck should I ask? Um, And I went with like the werewolf question we had the other day. And I like, I don't know, the whole, the whole time I checked back like twice during the AMA and the whole, that like nothing was answered. And Mm. I only saw that he'd replied about an hour later after it had finished. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. Cause I was a bit worried that like, maybe the question wasn't good enough or maybe like, he doesn't even remember writing Full Moon or something really weird like that. So, <laughs> but, but Senpai witnesses, so now we are happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was going to read out the question and the answer in a sec, but I um, I went through the AMA and I compiled a list of questions that I liked and answers that I liked as well. Um, unfortunately, I have no idea where I put that list because I kind of made a note on it by shorthand. So <laughs> instead, <laughs> so instead, what I've done is picked out uh, like three questions in total that I re- that I remember liking, and gone with those okay. instead, which thankfully includes ours. So I'll save our one for last. But uh, one of the questions was, um, you know, hoping you can shed some light on the dragons. Uh, you've told us before there are only two left in the Dresden universe. Um, I wondered at their peak how many of them were there because addition, like they they're all named like Ferravax, Pyravax, all that kind of thing. So there's mm. a bit of an elemental theme to them. 
Um, and Jim's response to that was, uh, I'm going to hold off on uh, Dragon Info until we get to the Dragon Book. So... <laughs> the Dragon Book. Yeah, so, I mean, in a sense, I'm very happy that was his answer, because I would love a book centred around the dragons, but as we know, anything Jim says, I guess, take with a grain of salt, because he's probably just, you know, he's a bit of a tease. I I can see him doing something with dragons, though, like, because he definitely does like it, like them. Yeah, I think he... I've been waiting for it for a while because we've had, I think, two of. Is it two appearances from Theravax? Or is it. Mm. Either way, we've had a couple of appearances from them. They they get mentioned a, a couple of times. And I think Theravax is mentioned by name maybe like every three, four books. Yeah. So. Normally with the numbers across. Yeah. Um, I'm, I am very intrigued to see where all that goes. Yeah, same. I'm hoping. I'm hoping if we get a dragon book, is not too far away because I need that in my life. Well, if you believe the the series structure that Jim has on his website, we don't have many books left. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, Battleground is book seventeen. I think so. I, I don't know because, like, the whole thing of um, peace talks and battleground in originally being uh, intended to be one massive like novel. I don't know if that kind of ruins the whole timing, his little timeline thing. Yeah, um, I know. Be interesting to know that. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to wait and see, I suppose. Yeah, Battlegrounds book 17. Uh, so, for those that don't know, Jim has previously stated, both in interviews and on his website, that uh, he intends to do 20 uh, Dresden novels and then a three-part magical apocalypse finale. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, actually, uh, he has updated that. Uh, it now says the series is slated to run 23 to 24 books and 20 to 21 case books. So I wonder if he's updated that because he's split those books. Maybe. I mean, to be fair, if it's a plan that you, like, he's, he's, he's had like a rough kind of idea for um, probably like 20 plus years at this point. I imagine it's always like kind of a plan that evolves as he's writing a book. Like it's got to be a case of like he's writing a book centered around vampires, for example. Something else pops up, and he's like, "Oh, that would be fun to play with in future," and then has yeah. to kind of <laughs> rejiggle things a bit. Yes, definitely, definitely. Just my my very limited experience of running a D and D like mega campaign has been very similar to that <laughs> <laughs> oh man um, uh, yeah, but that's that's a different story uh, yeah should I ask a question or do you want to focus yeah, on yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no worries um, this one was a really good question it's one that like 
I was asking myself when I remembered that Bonnie exists, the uh, spirit of intellect. Um, mm-hmm. Someone asked, it's been it's been bugging me for, for ages, who or what are Bob's parents? Does he have parents? Was he born in the same way Bonnie was, the spiritual melding of immortal and immortal? Or is she unique among spirits of intellect? And Ooh. Jim's answer, and again, like, with the previous book, Peace Talks, I, f- I feel there's a few hints here and there. But um, mm-hmm. Jim's answer to that was, uh, I thought it was obvious. Both of his parents have appeared in the Dresden Files. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, I mean, again, is just Jim being Jim. He's known for just messing with his audience. Hmm. 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 I yeah. I mean, it's got it's got to be old, hasn't it? It's got to be pre World War One, I, I believe. Maybe older than that. I can't remember because he was. In... He was around in France for the bloody Luke Guru, wasn't he? Yeah, and I know that's, that that was evil. One of his previous owners was that necromancer dude that I can't remember the name of. Uh. Kellenvor? It might have been. Um, but I can't, I I can't remember. Actually, no, I feel that was his owner prior to Justin Dumont. But um, either way, like, I've been racking my brain about it, and I don't know, I've, I've not really got any solid ideas that make sense yet. But I do recall, I mean, depending on the age thing, it kind of reminded me that I feel there's hints or implications that Mav might be uh, Morgana Le Fay, like related to yeah, uh, whatchamacallit, Merlin. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. Like, could it have been the love child of Merlin? And Because Demon Reach also had some understanding of what it was, and Demon Reach is linked to Merlin. Yeah. There's a, oh man, there's a lot. There's a lot to pick through. <laughs> that that is the beauty of this series is that Jim. It's like this huge puzzle box where there's so many little nuggets of information to dig out. It's oh yeah, love it. <laughs> um, and the third question, which I'm going to use our question, which is, um, we were wondering if it's likely you'll have werewolves return anytime soon outside of the alphas. Uh, with the different vampire courts and whatnot, and introducing four different types of werewolf in Full Moon, um, it's something we're eager to know, and we couldn't think of a better question on the spot. Um, <laughs> and Jim's response was, uh, again, very typical Jim, which was, I am a very lazy writer. I really hate to use something once. <laughs> so, take that how you will. I like that. <laughs> I both like it and was infuriated by it. <laughs> it's uh, he he is a master of uh like interview Aikido in that he just channels and directs the energy of the question into whichever form he wants it and then redirects it. Oh man. It stresses me out. <laughs> 
Um, brilliant, yeah. So, uh, would you say the the AMA is worth going and having a read of? Definitely. I mean, I was going to suggest posting the link anyway in the description, uh, or or just search it for yourself on Reddit. It can't be hard to find. Just slam Jim Butcher's name. He's, he's done previous AMAs in the past. Um, it's worth checking out those as well if you can be asked. That's kind of rhymed, but <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so I, this week, instead of uh, going back to kind of what I've been reading and stuff, uh, I decided just to have a bit of a dig around for some some fun bits of Dresden file miscellaneous uh, that, I, that I enjoyed and wanted to share with you guys. Uh, so the first one I found was um, an animatic, like uh, a short animation of uh, the first time that Harry goes into Mac's bar in Stormfront. Um, uh, it was like about three or four minutes long and it's got like James Master's description. Um, but the actual like animation, how they've, they've kind of brought it to life is really good. Um, I think they got, they got Harry pretty spot on. Uh, and it's kind of how I imagine it, just like this little like dive bar kind of feel. Uh, yeah. Very like small and, and close and, and cozy um so that was that was really cool that's that's it looks like it was about eight years old so it's been around for a little while um but now that we've read stormfront and you guys uh have kind of uh, i'm sure followed along with us uh when we were talking about it um it's a cool thing to just go and have a watch of because it, it kind of ties into what we've talked about um, so that was the first thing I found. Uh, the second thing I found, uh, which I cannot recommend enough to anyone who listens to the audiobooks, is you can find uh, there's a blooper like reel of James Masters reading the Dresden File books. <laughs> That's good. Um, it's it's actually really funny because he's got this he's got his very like serious voice on. And then just every so often just drops it completely. Um, and I dare say you hear a bit of the spike from Buffy coming out. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, uh, bit of, a bit sweary, but definitely uh, recommend that. I'll be putting like, links to both in the description. Um, and then the last thing I looked at was uh, a few different fan-made films. Because um, one of the things about the Dresden Files community as I think we're pretty emblematic of, is that uh, everyone in the community seems to love to create things, uh, tying into Dresden Files, expanding the universe uh, and and such. Uh, that Dresden Files animatic uh, was from Featherweight, uh, and uh, that's the name of the channel. Um, the James Masters bloopers, uh, I'm not sure if you put it up, but I think that I've seen a couple of different places that you can listen to it. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the uh, fan film, I'm just trying to get the name of it. Uh, um, so the ones that I watched, uh, so we I, we've talked about Red Sun before. That one's like a full on movie. I didn't watch that this time. I did not have time uh, <laughs> while uh, I was preparing. But I did watch uh, Dresden File Moments 23, The Other Guy. Um, which is by a channel called Harry Dresden. 
surprisingly. Uh, and it's just a it's just a fun little moment with with Harry and Murphy. Um, again, it's it's a really good like uh, they, they've cast it very well, I think. Um, yeah. So if you want to just kind of see that realized in a different format, what a Justin Fast film might look like, it does feel very. Um, it doesn't necessarily feel like the like the most slick professional production, but I don't think anyone's really really expecting that from a fan film level. Um, so that that's really cool. Uh, and then the other one is called Hell's Bells, um, a Justin Files fan film by Heath Harper. Uh, and this is about a 10 minute long fan film. Uh, and it's got a little bit of his, uh, it's all about kind of his past. Um, and there's, uh, I can't remember when it, when it is. I think it's when he's training Molly. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's when he's training Molly. Uh, he, uh, he talks about how when he was learning to create shield spells, um, I can't remember if it was Justin or if it was Ebenezer was throwing baseballs at him to shield against. Oh yeah. I remember. Um, and they, they like recreate that scene basically of like a young Dresden, uh, trying to muster shield spells against like baseballs being thrown at him. Uh, which uh, I'm not sure how they did it, but um, it looks really, really cool. Uh, and also, it's in 4K, so it looks really, really nice. Um, so that's that was kind of my little YouTube Dresden uh, odyssey uh, that I went on today. Um, <laughs> and, uh, completely uh, out of nowhere and, and not expecting an answer. Uh, have you seen anything on like the fan films or anything that's really like uh, not, interested you? Not for a while. I when was it? I think when I had my Super Dresden phase back in 2018, um, I watched quite a few like fan stuff. There was, I think, the one I remember most was a, I think it was like a book trailer type thing for Skin Game, which is worth checking. Okay. Out. Um, I'll have a quick look because there was another one I really enjoyed, but. It wasn't the one I just mentioned. I'll see if I can find it real quick. But um, I definitely recommend the Harry Dresden channel because that's got like they've done little trailers, they've done um, like videos of like them casting various characters and stuff, and then they've also got these Dresden Files moments, which are normally like maximum a minute. Um, but what they've done is work really hard to make the effects and everything to a good standard in that minute so it feels like a, a scene from a Dresden Files film, I guess. Well, it turns out they did the uh, Skin Game trailer that I mentioned, so... Oh, cool. <laughs> I can't find the one that I'm thinking of. I don't know what it's called either, so... If I find it, I'll uh, I'll mention it in the like, next episode. <laughs> um... Awesome, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much power networking this week. Um, we we decided that we'd try and give it a couple of weeks uh, away from us talking about what we've been reading, um, and, and just focus it, up. Gives us time uh, to read it as well. That's that's true because <laughs> uh, there's only so much that we can get through in a week. Um, 
So yeah, uh, I guess that's moving us on to the Dresden Files book club. Uh, yeah. And we have uh, Fool <laughs> Moon. Um, so uh, last week we covered uh, damn, we covered a lot last week actually. Um, uh, we covered 24, 25, 26 and 27 which was kind of like the in between chapters I guess from one big set piece to the next. Yeah, that's that's what we decided on. Uh, so, um, the best place for us to start there uh, is going to be uh, so. Uh, last time on the Dresden Files, uh, Dresden was cowering in the corner of uh, the. Uh, Street Wolves garage as there was a great fight breaking out between the FBI, the Street Wolves, Marcone, uh, just just all all the baddies all uh, taking on each other. Uh, Marcone and Hendrix managed to escape uh, with Hendrix kind of covering Marcone's uh, um, retreat. Um, then uh, Denton and Ben uh, are revealed to be lovers, Agent Denton, Agent Ben, uh, before turning into nightmare-sized wolves using their belts. Um, Terra West and her wolf pack rescue Harry, uh, and uh, essentially uh, they're all um, facing off against uh, Roger Harris, who is one of the other Hexen wolves uh, with the FBI. Um Harry uh, uh, basically intervenes. Um, he's jumped by Harris, uh, kind of reaches down to his waist and pulls the belt off. That causes Harris to just become a normal human. Um, the Alphas go, uh, go to try and kill Harris. Uh, Harry stops them and says that if we did that, if you did that, there'd be, you'd be no better than them, basically, that sort of argument. Um Terra's pack retreat, uh, and Harry uh, quickly interrogates Harris. Uh, he learns about what's been going on, basically, that the FBI agents got the belts to help them bring uh, the worst of the worst criminals to justice, including uh, Marcone. Uh, and they were framing the Street Wolves and McFinn in the process. Harry lets Harris go, telling his little message uh, to the FBI and to Marcone that there will be a showdown at Marcone's uh, that evening. Uh, with that, um, Harris tries to ask for his belt back. Harry's like, <laughs> no. Um, and uh, Harris kind of almost contemplates trying to take Harry on as just a normal mortal before Harry pulls out a gun and, Harry's, and Harris is like, okay, I'm, I'm gone, I'm gone. Um, 26 is uh, was a really like touching uh, chapter. No, it wasn't. That's 27. 26 is them arriving at the Alpha's kind of, not so much secret base, but another one of Terra West's uh, homes. Uh, it's still kind of towards the Gold Coast, I believe. Uh, Harry talks to Terra uh, and uh, to the Alphas, and basically they work out that they're all going to have to go in on this attack and that they can't 
split their attention, split their efforts, because uh, if they do, they're all going to end up dead. Uh, 27 is a really ch- touching chapter, though, uh, as it's when Susan and Harry finally get a little bit of alone time before everything kicks off. Uh, Susan kind of helps tend to Harry's wounds, uh, talks a little bit about the relationship, um, and Harry gets a, ta- a chance to really let off some emotional weight uh, that he's been carrying around, uh, like as everything's been getting harder and harder and the stress has been getting on top of him, he finally gets to kind of release that pressure uh, a little bit and and talk it all out with Susan, which is uh, a great show of their relationship, I think. Uh, and then uh, she gives him a brand new bitch in trench coat. Uh, he arms up and we are going into the grand finale. Uh, and that's where uh, Rob comes in. Take it away, Rob. I, I just wanted to add that I, I love that the trench coat is just referred to as the bitch in new trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad that stuck. Yeah. Anyway, chapter 28. Harry and the uh, Alphas get dropped off outside Marcone's estate, house, mansion, estate. Yeah, it's described as like an estate, I think. Yeah. I was just trying to remember from last week what it, what it actually was. But yeah, uh, but, um, Harry realises that they need to get to the outer wall. So he splits away from the Alphas, sending them around a long way around. You know, coming from different angles, a bit of tactics at play. You know how it goes. Um, they agreed to meet up when Harry gets over the wall, but the wolves are nowhere to be found. Um, Chapter 29, we see one of the wolves coming out from the like bushes trying to get to a patch in the moonlight. Um, Harry suspects it's Billy. The wolf isn't, you know, it's not, it's not in great health. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. Um, it's revealed that Billy has been shot with tranquilizer, uh, tranquilizer rounds by Marcone. Um, and I think the same goes for all the other wolves as well. Like he, it, it's hard to tell which one's which at this point, but they're all kind of. Uh, I, think Harry, I think Harry says that, where he's like, "Yeah, it, I can't keep track of which one's which." Yeah, I quite liked that because I feel like later on in the series as well, he can kind of identify them by which wolf they are. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, Marcone rocks up. And he suspects that, you know, he's working with their FBI to get Harry to deal with all the wolves. Uh, uh, sorry, Harry to deal with the wolves. Uh, the FBI have also rounded up the other wolves, also tranquilizing them. And the idea is to, again, you know, Finn's nowhere to be seen. So their plan is to blame the Alphas for the murders at this point. So basically what they were already planning to do, but... The plan's kind of uh, altered ever so slightly. Pray we do not alter it further. Um, <laughs> Darth Vader quote for you. The kids love Darth Vader. Um, Man, like <laughs> just just the other week, I was like going down the street, and there were these like eight year old kids, and they were just they were just humming the Imperial March, just just out out there on the street. It used to be my ringtone. Kids love Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, 
Yeah, Mark, Marcone and the FBI bicker about what to do next. Marcone insists that Dresden is on the estate somewhere and needs to be dealt with. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you mentioned it in the uh, last time on, but uh, it was revealed that the FBI plan to take Marcone down. Just a brief reminder there. Um, with chapter 30, Denton is on the search for Harry, and thankfully Harry gets the drop on him for a change. And kind of like last week with Roger Harris, he kind of gets a feel of him around the belt area. Um, that's where they keep the little magic hex and wolf belts. Um, nothing new. No foul play there, thankfully. Um, Harry tries to leverage with Denton to get the alphas, but Denton's people reveal that they have they have also captured Murphy. Uh, this this puts us in a very difficult position. By us, I mean Harry. Um, and that Harry is taken captive. Chapter 31. And this is probably my, my favourite of this batch, which is the um, soul gaze between Harry and Denton. And just, we find out a bit more about Denton that his intentions started off, you know, good. But the whole magic has corrupted him. The belt's corrupted him. And he's now uh, not so good. <laughs> you could probably say evil if you want. But um, something I especially like about the Soul Gaze, and we'll get into that in a sec, I imagine, but it's just Denton's reaction to it afterwards. But yeah, we'll get, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, Harry gets very close to getting away from Denton until Marcone pops up, and Harry tries to, you know, tell Marcone of, you know, what what he's been told by Roger Harris previously that, you know, Marcone's in trouble. The FBI plan to take him down. Blah 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 blah. Uh, Marcone, being Marcone, doesn't trust Harry and <laughs> just doesn't believe him. Um, at which point the FBI double cross Marcone. What a shock! And uh, put Harry in a pit with Marcone and the Alphas. And I think with Marcone, they have him like, is he like raised up on a platform? Or is he just like hanging around? Like... Yeah, so it's like, like the way, that I, the way that I picture it is almost like um, if you had like a pit and then you had like a, a back garden swing set, but instead of a swing, <laughs> it's like Marcone wrapped up and tied above the pit. Like the swing set is over the pit, uh, yeah. And so the idea is, is that when Luke Guru comes, it'll like dive from Marcone. Um, might hang on to him, might not. Who knows? As it tries to attack him because he's fresh meat. Uh, and then the the Hexen Wolves will cut down the rope, so Luke Guru and Marcone will drop into the pit with the Alphas, with Harry, with Murphy, and then there's just going to be this like horrible moment of everyone fighting for their lives, which the loop guru will naturally win. And mm. then the FBI mm. will pull out their guns, uh, which they now have silver bullets for, or, or Harry thinks they've got silver bullets. I don't think it's, it's ever confirmed, but I'm sure they probably do. Uh, and then they're just going to uh, gat the, uh, the loop guru. Yeah. I believe gat mm. is the street term. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, as you say, they're planning to lure the uh, Luke Guru out. Uh, Harry updates Murphy on like everything that's happened since the uh, first appearance of Lou Guru. Um, 
<clears throat> and um, also tells both, you know, her and Tara West the obvious thing that they need to escape and all that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Finally, the chapter closes on what I think is, I, I feel we chose a really good chapter to end it on because it ends Agreed. as the loop guru, like, rocks up and is just looking down upon them. And Harry gets that sense of dread <laughs> that he felt the first time he ran into it. Yeah. Um, I I have to say, I, there's few creatures in the Dresden Files uh, universe. I think the next one that really gets there might be the Nagoshi. Uh, that okay. really you get the feeling that like this creature is terrifying yeah and I get that feeling as well with the uh, Nagloshi that both in a sense are a force of nature like e everything else that we come across in the books I think to memory anyway I feel Harry is that, that Harry actually has a more of a chance of you know coming out on top when it comes to like a fight um, yeah or at least he's pretty good at throwing them through walls and shit like that. Whereas the Nagloshi and I think the Luke Guru, I, I've already forgotten. Like he seems to, I think, actually, I think his magic was more effective against the Luke Guru. But the Nagloshi especially, I, I, it's like throwing you know, a pebble at a fully brick wall. Yeah, and expecting that wall. Well, to I, I think the thing with with the Luke Guru is it's not so much that Harry's magic doesn't work against it; it's just that. It can just keep taking the punishment. Yeah. Like Harry throws it through buildings and the thing just doesn't flinch. Um whereas the the Nagloshi, I can't quite remember how it protects itself or if it does or how that works, but it essentially the magic doesn't hit it as hard. Mm. Um which is is a different issue, but yeah, uh, both are really, really interesting. Uh but uh, yeah, it's it's that feeling of like just like a, a an unthinking predator, uh, or a predator only thinks in in the way of predators that you can't reason with or anything, and is more powerful than you, where mm. you you are fully prey. Um, and I think Jim does a really good job with with the loop guru of getting that across. Definitely. Um. So, uh, sorry for going straight into, like, uh, diving into talking points. Um, how did you find the chapters, Rob? I really enjoyed them because I'm not going to say my catchphrase this week. I'm not. I refuse. Um, <laughs> I really liked them because it. I expected it just to go, like, straight into the deep end of action. Like, they're just mm -hmm. going to storm the gates as it were and it was just going to be a massive bloodbath and whatnot but I like that that wasn't the case and it's been so long yeah. since I've read any form of full moon <laughs> um, <laughs> that I can't really I like. I remember this setup but I thought there was like a bit of a scuffle first or more of a scuffle than what we got in these chapters yeah which, I, I mean, I it adds to the tension. Maybe. It's, building, it's building up to that finale, isn't it, still? Yeah. Maybe it's going to happen 
uh, after this. I'm, I think it does. Uh, but my my memory was that that the alphas played a much more active role than just like, <laughs> hey, we're here. Ka-dum, ka-dum, ka-dum. Oh, there, there. <laughs> I mean, you, you you say that, but I couldn't remember who the alphas were when they next popped up. Like the first, like ah, two, like, two yeah. years ago when the alphas popped up, I was like, like, and it was like, oh, Billy sat down next to me on the bench and handed me a can of coke. I was like, who the fuck's Billy? And like, <laughs> it took me at least half the book to remember who they were. Okay, that makes sense. So I don't, I don't know if that's a reflection on <laughs> how on their appearance here, or just me having a really crap memory. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, we'll have to see because um, I don't think they their next appearance is Summer Nights. I think. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, yeah. Um, something I, I I think we talked about it before, but something I really love about the Dresden Files series in general is just the the rotating cast. I think is a really cool idea. Agree. How do you think Jim does that? Do you reckon he's just got like a dartboard or a spin the wheel type thing? That's like Dresden will be partnered with spins the wheel. <laughs> I like to think of it as more like a point system. So like, <laughs> um, like. Murphy's like one point, uh, and like uh, Billy maybe is like one or two points, but like Michael's like five points, uh, and like Ebenezer's like five points, and maybe he has like as many points as whichever book in the series he's up to. <laughs> I, I quite like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Uh, I would, yeah. It'd be interesting to see uh, if Jim ever talks about how he chooses who's going to appear in which books. Um, but he does talk about how he, like, whenever a character appears again, he chooses to kind of, he goes away and, like, checks in with them, essentially, and, like, works out a little timeline of, like, what's happened since the last time they were on screen, I guess. Yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. Um, and that that was something really cool about Peace Talks, because Peace Talks has... A lot, not everyone, but a lot of the Dresden kind of uh, secondary and tertiary characters, and we got to check in with a lot of them, uh, which I really liked. Um, cool, yeah. Um, so the next thing that I kind of wanted to touch upon uh, on this one um, was uh, Marcone's uh, uh, mansion. Yep. Um, the way it is described, this sounds like one of the truly coolest uh, pieces of real estate in perhaps America. <laughs> um, he has, uh, so he's got this huge, I, I don't know why, but I just see it as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air house. Yeah, same. Like I, was, sort of... I, I shit you not, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it must be true. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so he's got he's got this huge manor house mansion, uh, and then uh, outside of that, uh, he's got these these huge sweeping grounds uh, where he's he's got like man made hillocks uh, and an old ruin that's been created. 
which that that one made me go, hmm, I wonder if there's something vaguely magical about it. But I suppose at this point in the series, he doesn't really know about magic and stuff, so maybe not. Who knows? I'd be really interested to see what Marcon's mansion looks like as of peace talks. Um, <laughs> heavily armoured. In- incredibly heavily armoured. <laughs> Um, but one of the, one of the features I really like about Marco's mansion is he's got a, a grove of pine trees specifically created so that they've got a, like a, a dense pine floor area where you can shoot people and it naturally deadens the sound. Nice. That if I mean that is truly uh, mafia level uh, landscaping. Um, <laughs> Absolutely incredible, um, but yeah, I, I just I thought that was, that was very cool. Um, I I feel like Mark Owens played a little bit naive here. I thought so. It seemed very out of character of him to just straight up not trust Dresden, which I mean I know he has every reason not to trust him, but considering his last appearance a couple of chapters ago, Dresden agreed to work for him. Yeah. And given, you know, he knows of... They've had the soul gaze with each other, which sounds really weird to say like that. But I guess he knows that Harry... He knows Harry's character. He's probably going to know Harry better than most people because of that. You'd think he'd kind of word for it, I guess. You'd have thought so. Um, But I I don't know, because he knows that, like... The bit in the garage, Harry was kind of messing with him, and maybe he thinks that Harry's doing the same thing again. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's a difficult one. It's, it is a difficult one. But also, just I don't see Marcone, especially members of the FBI, I do not see him trusting them. No, especially. Like second. Yeah. That's no matter what they claim to be. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it is, it is a bit of a weird one. Um, also, I was really surprised Hendrix got shot here. And yeah, it that... sounds very much like he's dead. I noticed that as well, which is... Oh, it's just weird. I'm going to try and find that paragraph if I can find where I put yeah, the... Go for it. Oh, there it is. And... So while while you're looking for that, I'll I'll just pick up on a different yeah. point then. I'll I'll interrupt uh, when I find it. Sorry. I'll interrupt when I find it. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so the other bit that uh, we wanted to pull out was when Harry and Denton soul gaze. Um, that it's a really beautiful description of corruption, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, uh, like basically this this very pure intention at, at this man's heart that has then been soiled by the uh, the way it describes it like the sewage of power uh, and the corruption uh, and it, until it has become indistinguishable from the mud and the mire that surrounds it um, which. I mean, if there's not a better way to just, it, there is no better way to just uh, describe the corruption of, of a mad gain for power or a mad rush for power. Um, it really, 
that that really hit me. I thought that that was really well described. Um, and I think, I think all... the soul gaze in general. Is... Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say what um you were about to say that the whole soul gaze. I I know I I wish we had more of them because it's just always very detailed and because he's doing it with other people and whatnot, it, you never get the same description or experience, I guess. So. Yeah, I that basically yeah that, that's what I want to say is that I I think it's it's a great uh, authorial tool to have uh, your main character to give your main character the ability to gaze into the other characters in your story uh, and see how their mind works. I mean, wow! I like I I bet there are other authors out there kicking themselves they never thought to do something like that. Because there is no better way to show instead of telling character motivations, I think, than these like metaphorical like walks through the minds of a character. Um, I don't know. Some people might might see them as quite as quite telly in a way, but I I actually think it's it's like a. It's a more meta metaphorical way of showing it instead of just through their actions. It's normally uh, it reflects on what they what they look like on the inside, I suppose, mm-hmm. and then you can draw a lot of conclusions from that, as Dresden does. Um. Okay, so uh, as Rob is still digging for the the Hendrix quote, um, the so there's not there's not too much uh, left for us to dig into. Um, I was a little surprised that Murphy was captured. That that came out of nowhere a little bit. I I agree with that, and that's a weird one because I remember her being captured when I read the uh, fucking graphic novel ages ago, and I felt there was more. I know I. I in my head, there was more to it. Like she was more involved in mm. the story since the whole police station event, but apparently not. So it just seems like, like you say, it seems a bit weird they've taken a hostage. I mean, I guess the only link there is that she works with Dresden regularly, I suppose. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I. Personally, for me, um, and I don't think she plays that big of a, a role going forwards for the, the last couple of chapters. No. I don't think she needed to be there. Uh, I mean, we, we, we keep, well, I say we keep dabbling it. I mentioned it last week, the whole thing of uh, uh, Full Moon being rushed. Do we think it's rushed? And we know that among the community, this seems to be what people consider to be the weakest book in the series. And I've. I felt that for the most part it's been pretty strong throughout up until around now where I mean it's it's not not fallen apart as such but it's just kind of it, it feels like shit's kind of happening just for the sake of raising the stakes like the whole Murphy being brought into it as a uh, hostage uh, Hendrix being shot and not there which I can't find the quote by the way so I'm going to give up on that no worries. <laughs> but 
no, it, it... the the microphone like uh, being not being as suspicious of the FBI. Yeah, as he thought it would be. It, it's just a very weird moment, <laughs> I suppose. Did you find it a bit strange as well that Harry and the Alphas split to go over the fence? A little bit. Because they, they, they were talking like two chapters ago that they need to be like full force together. Yeah. And I I don't really see why the Alphas couldn't have been in human form, even though they're naked, been in human form, got over the fence and then transformed. Yeah. Um, narratively it's to split the split them i get that to split the party but um i don't know i I just didn't feel like that was super strong it i think yeah this this finale uh has problems for me yeah i mean we'll see how the rest of it goes i mean after this we've only got like three chapters left but um Mm -hmm. we'll see if it can redeem itself here but i feel this point has probably been I don't want to say the weakest because I feel that's a bit unfair but I know compared to the rest of the book it just kind of lets it down a bit by being a bit inconsistent with the characters and whatnot. yeah Um, I just I I don't know I feel like there's there's some bits here that could have been tightened up on a second on on another draft Um, yeah like having you, you could have had Harry get bringing Murphy along with him, uh, or something, um, which would or, make or sense. setting up she'd want payback, and naturally, she wants to bring down Marcone anyway. And if she found out about the FBI doing the murders, she'd want yeah. in on it as well. So, there, there are definitely ways that could have been handled better, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I I just think like you, I would I don't know if maybe I would have had Marcone and Hendrix dealing with the Alphas and then have the FBI show up as a third party like from from behind essentially. Yeah. Because um, it seems like it's Marcone who's the one that's shooting the Alphas. He's he's got this like high powered sniper rifle thing. Um, so I didn't really get why the FBI had to be there at that point. Yeah, it's all a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think when you start looking at the logic of this, this, yeah, like you say, it just it it's not quite there. Um, but that being said, it does still have a lot of redeeming points. I mean, some bits that we really really did like. Um, uh, yeah, I think... Oh, one other thing as well. Would Marcone use tranquilizer rounds? I don't know. Like, I always find it weird when Marcone actually does things. Like, I know that, <laughs> it sounds really weird, but for, for the most part... I mean, I know that he does other shit in the other books and stuff like that, but... To me, Marcone's at his best when he's just kind of there ordering, like, just, just being a presence, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, I would have preferred it much more if 
Oh no, some, someone got tranquilized and out of the shadows walked Marcone with his arms folded and Hendrix is carrying the tranquilizer gun or something. Which I feel just makes more... I don't know, that, that's just me though, I guess. It's interesting because definitely later books, especially once he gets some magical kind of people on his side, mm. uh... He, he definitely takes on more of that role of just being the guy being able to just kind of stand there while his goons sort out whatever he needs sorting out. Yeah. Um, I have found it very strange the amount he's been in combat in this book. Which I think's been, what, 90% of his appearance? Yeah, like he's he's always talking about like how quick he is with like a knife and stuff and it's like I don't think that that's Marcone's main skill. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure he can definitely do it. I just, I, I'm not sure that I would have had him doing it that much. Yeah. He's supposed to be a good guy as well. I, I don't know. I don't... Yeah. Definitely, uh, we're, these are all things to, to, when we get to the end of this, we want to talk about is, does Full Moon deserve its, um, its title as the worst book in the Dresden series? And I think. We'll, uh, a lot of these will be factoring in on the the cons, but there's some there are some definite pros, and I think even here, like the description of the loop guru, um, uh, Harry and Denton's dialogue, I really enjoyed, like going into the soul gaze and coming out of it. Yeah, that that um, entire scene, I I loved. Yeah, because it just like. It's so obvious that Harry's not used to having a gun pointed at someone and like controlling them that way, I guess. And Denton is just so aware that he's in absolutely no danger. <laughs> um, it makes for some very good dialogue. Um, yeah, I think that that pretty much sums everything up. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to pull out, Rob? Um, not that I can think of. I think cool. I think most of my bigger points I want to save for the end of it because then it'll it's more of a reflective batch. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, in which case, um, yeah, I guess it's time to to kind of wrap things up. Uh, do you want to take us out? Uh, yeah. Um, as always, review us on iTunes, download us on Spotify, share us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram um, at Paranet Podcast. Uh, email us as well with any questions all our details are in the description all the links we've uh, said we'd put in there are in description as well um big, big thank you for all the support we've had so far as well we've she jesus i mean we're getting a lot of uh downloads and listens it's <laughs> i think we say it every week but it's always more than we expect or expected i should say but um yeah, uh, next week we'll be reading chapters 32 to 35 of Full Moon, which are also the last three chapters of the book. So, ooh, excitement. <laughs> um, crack open a can of Coke, enjoy the rest of the week, and we will see you next week, baby. Bye. Bye-bye.